0: The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Roanoke Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Roanoke Park area. Good morning. Um, Let me just mention that uh, I've titled this thing connecting the dots or the whys and the wherefores and connecting the dots is referring to something that happened in the old testament that jesus fulfilled in the new testament that's connecting the dots and the whys and the wherefores are sort of an interpretation of what jesus did in the new testament so um, and I'm basing this, this uh, Sunday school lesson, on two uh, scriptures. Jesus said in Matthew 5:17, "Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill." That's, uh, and then that's the connecting the dots portion. And in Second Timothy 3:16 and 17, it says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God." and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So before we get started, let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we would just petition you this day that you would give us wisdom and insight into how you fulfill the law and the prophets, how you have inspired your word to give us edification. To your glory, in your son's name, amen. Now, most of you know that my wife and I went to Israel last summer for a vacation. And while we were there, our tour guide was a Messianic Jew. Now, if you're not sure what that term means, it means he's a Jew, but he's accepted Christ as his Savior. That makes him Messianic and he was giving us all sorts of insights because he's thoroughly grounded in the Old Testament and as he was reading in the New Testament he says oh that reminds me of blip and off he goes so he was telling us all of his insights that he had and these um, this lesson is relating some of those insights now before we get started if you look on the first page you've got this map and we'll be looking at some of mostly around the Sea of Galilee but uh, if you look at this map you'll notice that there's a dividing line here called the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and the Dead Sea this part over here is the east side that's a desert this side over here is wooded hills on the west side but if you look at this thing the Jews were basically on the west side, and the Gentiles were basically on the east side. So when we get to some of this material that I'm going to cover, it depends where Jesus was as to who he's talking to. Okay? Um, Another piece of information, in case you're interested to give you some geographic reconciliation the Sea of Galilee is the same size as Clear Lake. Everybody know where Clear Lake is? okay the Dead Sea down here sort of corresponds to what's geographically below the Clear Lake. Anybody got an idea? Well, no, this big thing down here at the bottom. Anybody heard of San Francisco Bay? Okay, now there's some slight differences. The San Francisco Bay is about half the length of the Dead Sea. And the end of the San Francisco Bay starts where the Sea of Galilee is. So the distance here from Clear Lake To the start of the dead sea is like from clear lake to san jose and then the dead sea starts below that so that just gives you a geographical idea of what's going on okay now the first thing that we're going to look at is the widow's son raised from the dead And it's got a map notation. And this event is recorded in Luke 7, verses 11 through 15. And there's a corresponding raising from the dead in the Old Testament in 2 Kings. So we'll go look at Luke first. (coughs) Yeah, And it came to pass the day after, that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the buyer, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, "Young man, I say unto thee, arise." And he that was dead sat up, and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. Anybody have any idea of a of a young son that died in the Old Testament and was raised from the dead? Well, no. We'll go right on. Elisha, it was Elisha that raised the person. Okay. This is the story in the Old Testament about the Shunammite lady. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunam, and there was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat the bread. And later on, it goes on that she has a child. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out with his father to the reapers. And he said to his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called to her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It's neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward and slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came to the man of God, to Mount Carmel, And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead, and laid on his bed. And he went therefore and shut the door upon them twain, and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up. And lay upon the child, and put his mouth on his mouth, and his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him... He said, take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed to the ground and took up her son and went out. So now, on your answers, each son was what? Anybody got an idea? Only son. And both sons had? Died. Now, the interesting part, okay... Both sons were raised from the dead, and the city of Nain and the city of Shunan are what? They're the same city. Isn't that interesting? So here you have an instance where God took an Old Testament act and replicated it in the New Testament. So he's completing what happened in the Old Testament, replicating it in the New Testament. Okay, the next thing we're going to look about is the relationship of the healing of the gathering demonic and the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. Now, if you look at the, the map, you'll see there's the part where the healing of the demonic is over there on the east side of the Sea of Galilee. And as we talked earlier, that's primarily a Gentile region. The feeding of the 5,000 is map 37, which is up there at Bethsaida. And that's a Jewish community. And the feeding of the 4,000 is back down here, and that is a Gentile area. Now, I don't know about you, but I never thought of that as the Gentile region when I was reading this before. So now we'll go on and start reading about this. The healing of the Gadarene demoni. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of Gadarenes, and when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains, because he that had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried out, with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure ye by God that thou torment me not. And he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, that he would not send them away out of the country." Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed of the devil and in, and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell him that was possessed of the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him, this is Jesus, to depart out of their coasts, and when he was come into the ship he that was pos- had possessed been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him howbeit Je- Jesus suffered him not but saith unto him go to thy friends and tell them how great things the lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all the men did marvel Now, Matthew chapter 8 tells us that this area was around the city of Gergesa on the eastern edge of the sea. So, the healing occurred in what type of country? Gentile or Jewish? Gentile. Now, Jesus generally told people not to say anything about what he had done for them. However, Jesus told the healed demonic man to do what? Tell everybody. All right, okay. What did the inhabitants of the area want Jesus to do? Leave, yeah. Okay, and how many people were interested at this point in time of hearing Jesus? Anybody got an idea? Who was the only person, uh, I gave it away, who was the only person that wanted to hear Jesus? The demonic. So there was one person interested in hearing Jesus, right? Okay. Now, if you look on the back of your map, it gives you sort of a timeline, and you'll see that the healing of the gathering was uh, in Jesus' second year. It's down, what, 34. And then a couple months later, you've got the feeding of the 5,000. And a couple months after that, you've got the feeding of the 4,000. So <clears throat> we're talking about six or eight-month time period here, okay? Now, the feeding of the 5,000. The apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them, and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city of Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them, and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve, and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about, and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all the people. For they were about five thousand men, and he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them, and brake, and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. And they did eat, and were all filled, and there were taken up of fragments that remained to them twelve baskets. Now here's where I'm talking about the whys and the wherefores, because these next questions are going to be sort of an interpretation of the Bible and the 5,000 were primarily Jews or Gentiles Jews okay in the Old Testament what might the number five for 5,000 or five loaves represent now if you've studied the Old Testament what's the big five in the Old Testament the Pentateuch okay that's an interpretation of what this the five represents and if you go back to Second Timothy, God put the five of the 5,000 in there for a reason, and we're trying to figure it out. And the two fish, what might that represent? Okay, our Messianic Jew suggested that the two fish represented the Old Testament and the New Testament. Okay, and the 12 baskets might represent what that were taken up? Twelve apostles is one choice. What's another one? The twelve tribes. Yeah. Okay? Isn't that sort of interesting, putting the numbers in there? Okay, the feeding of the 4,000. Now, remember, this is on the Gentile side. And again, departing from the coast of Tyre, And Sidon, he came unto the Sea of Galilee, and through the midst of the coasts of Decapolis. In those days, the multitude being very great, and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him, and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now been with me three days, and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away, fasting to their homes... They will faint by the way, for divers of them came from afar. And the disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave to his disciples to set before them. And they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fish, and he blessed and commanded to set them also before them. So they did eat and were filled, and they took up the broken meat that was left, seven baskets. And they that had eaten were about four thousand, and he went away. Now we've already said the four thousand represented the Gentiles. Now what might the four in the four thousand represent? Now remember, these are Gentiles, the last period, were Jews, and the five meant the Pentateuch, what in, for the Gentiles, might four represent? Any idea? You got it, the four Gospels. Okay, and the seven loaves of fish and the seven baskets, you're never going to get this one, what might that represent? Well, yeah, however, in the original <clears throat> land of Hebrew, there were seven ites. There were seven tribes. And if we go look at Joshua twenty four eleven, And ye went over Jordan and came unto Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. So, you have Jesus healing these Old Testament nations by feeding the 4,000 people. Now, they're also in the region of the the Decapolis, which was uh, Latin for ten cities. There's another verse in Genesis where they talk about ten tribes, but I didn't get that one out. So now... What interconnections are there between these three events? When Jesus healed the demonic man, no one wanted Jesus. Six months later, after the demonic man had been telling others about what Jesus did for them, how many people showed up to see him? Four thousand. Okay, now there's also a principle that you see all through the New Testament The principle exists between feeding the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000 that is repeated throughout the New Testament. The principle is... Got any ideas? No. Who do you take the message to first? The Jews. Who do you take it to afterwards? Gentile. So you'll notice that Jesus used that principle here too. He said... The Jews first, and then the Gentiles. Okay. Uh, The next thing we're going to talk about are the miracles that Jesus performed in Jerusalem. Now, it's interesting. If you read through the Bible, and you'll look closely, Jesus only performed two miracles when he was in Jerusalem, or at least that only records two miracles. Okay? Okay. Now, you have one recorded in John, 5, chapters, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, and then John 9, 1 through 7. And the first one is healing the cripple at the pool of Bethsaida. <clears throat> After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then went first after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith to him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. And the uh, next, we're going to read John chapter 9. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man that was blind from his birth. And the disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the eyes of the man with the clay and said, Go, wash in the pool of Shiloh, which is, by interpretation, sent. He went his way and washed and came seeing. Now, Jesus performed two miracles in Jerusalem. He healed a lame man and he healed a blind man. In the Old Testament, David cursed the lame and the blind when he captured Jerusalem. So we're going to read about that. And the king and his men, this is David went to Jerusalem unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except that thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same is the city of David. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter, and smiteth the Jebusites, and the lame, and the blind, that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore, they said, the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David, and David built round about from Milo and inward. So I've already given you a couple of answers here. With what two types of people did the Jebusites taunt David with? And after he captured Jerusalem, whom did he curse? the blind and the lame. In Jerusalem, Jesus performed two miracles, healing a blind man and a lame man. Isn't that interesting? He's removing the curse that David put on a thousand years earlier and healing those hurts. The next one, we're going to talk about the Syrophoenician woman. And if you look, that's over here on 42, which is in Phoenicia. This is the Gentile region again. But it's interesting that uh, Jesus goes out of his way to find this lady. And how many of you have ever wondered, what's this lady doing in the Bible? And what's this business about the dogs? Anybody wondered about that? Yeah, anyway... Okay, so, uh, Mark, chapter 7, talking about, And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house that would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose daughter, young daughter, had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil has gone out of thy daughter. Now. There's a Syrophoenician woman in the Old Testament. It's a big-name person. Anybody got a guess who that big-name person might be? Who in the Old Testament came from Tyre and Sidon? Jezebel. Right. Okay. And it came to pass, this is now 1 Kings, as if it had been a light thing for him, Ahab, To walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter Ethbal, the king of Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And here's where the dogs come in, in 2 Kings 9. This is prophecy. And the dog shall eat Jezebel in the portion of Jezreel, and there shall be none to bury her. So, going back to the questions, who was the Syrophoenician woman? That was Jezebel. And what had dogs to do with the Old Testament lady? They ate her up. Ew, yeah. So that's my lesson for today. I hope you've been entertained and interested. And when our messianic guide was telling these things, it was like, never thought of those things before. So anybody have any more questions? Okay, well, I guess you're dismissed five minutes early. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronit Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronit Park, California, 94928.